Welcome to the Borealis Experience. I'm your host, Aurora, and I'm very excited to have Dr. Singh with me today. We will be talking about health and how you can maybe start a practice and change habits in order to live a more fulfilled and healthy life. Welcome, Dr. Singh, to the Borealis Experience. I'm very pleased to introduce you. Um, first, we would like to know a little bit about your background, and then we jump into yeah, the practices and the habits that you would suggest for people to be more healthy and happy with their life. Thank you, Aurora, for inviting me to your program. Uh, my full name is Dr. Kirpal Singh. And I'm a retired psychiatrist. I did go to medical school in India. Then five years I spent in England, became board certified in psychiatry and family practice, then came to United States in 71. And I've been here in practice, you know, in the hospital practice, clinics, private practice hall. I worked with the prisons and a um, wide variety of experience. That's my background. Wow. So what would you say... Now that you've had such, like, so many years of experience, what would you say people struggle with most? Because I feel most of the time the physical body becomes sick because of the mind, because of, yeah, unhealthy habits. Was there anything that you observed over the years that maybe every... That's a good question. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My working hypothesis or working way, as I understand the disease processes, I call it biological, psychological, social, and spiritual. Mm -hmm. These are different components of it, and they go hand in hand. One is not separate from the other. Mm -hmm. It's like four wheels of a car. If they are in proper alignment, the car runs properly. Mm -hmm. If they're in disalignment, then it has a rocky, mm -hmm. uh, you know, rocky um, way. Uh, so that's same as about the good health. When we approach the good health from those four angles, four dimensions, I think we can have a pleasant, optimistic and fruitful life. Mm. But, but if any of them is disturbed, we need to fix it politely and encourage people to bring about a change so that they can have their life, life running smoothly. Mm -hmm. Most of the good health ba is based on prevention mm -hmm. and to a lesser degree on the curative aspect, mm -hmm. which is important too. But even when we have them get, gotten them better, with let's say with the medication, they still need to bring about a lifestyle change. Yeah. Paying attention to all those four components which I mentioned. Without that change, there is a no lasting transformation in person's life. They keep sort of running from one uh, catastrophe to another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally understand that. And it is very hard to change habits, um, mm -hmm. but it is necessary 
to know that we are in charge, we are in power of our health. We're not victims of diseases. We can have such a healthy and in alignment um, lifestyle, like you said, that we can fight off diseases easier than if we thought that we have no power over our health, right? That is correct. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I believe our birth is a blessed birth. We are not born in sin. Mm -hmm. We are given a gift of life. We have given gift of talents. And we are given the free will to make choices. Mm -hmm. Which we can. And depending on that, how we choose our lifestyle, we can have our direction that way. But it's like this, you know. You cannot so um, so uh, bad crops and then expect the good results. Mm -hmm. In other words, the kind of seeds you sow in your life, that's where they grow. So our good health practices really start from the childhood. Yes. That we have to raise our children. Mm -hmm. with good role models. That yeah. role models involve, you know, getting good caring as far as their personal needs are concerned, their nutritional needs, and then good things to play with and connecting with their nature yeah. by looking at, watching how things are going on mm -hmm. and enjoying them. And also good spiritual education, mm -hmm. you know, in which you learn stories that, you know, the creator, whatever name you want to call it, or if even if you don't believe in it, that's fine too. But still there is something, call mm -hmm. it higher power, call it no power or whatever, there is something which controls our affairs. Mm -hmm. And that control is delegated to us in the form of a free will. Mm -hmm. That is our capacity to choose. So depending on how we choose, if we made a wrong choice, then what? We can always make another choice. Mm -hmm. So making a mistake is not a sin. Mm -hmm. Making a mistake is not, uh, you know, uh, should not create low self-esteem. Making a mistake does not mean we are no good. It simply means another chance to improve ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's very beautiful. So, so as we take advantage of those opportunities, experiment with them, the better we get it. And it, it becomes then a joyful life mm -hmm. instead of the one feeling that I'm no good. Because mm -hmm. God created everyone good. Mm -hmm. God didn't put us in this world to punish us. Because God does not hate us. God does not threaten us. God loves us. Mm -hmm. And if you don't believe, whatever it is, your belief system or no belief system, still love is. Love is by your parents. Love the society. Love nature. Look, the free gift of the air, our natural resources. Free gift of the water. Food we eat. 
and the ground on which we live provides all kind of amenities for us to live good life mm-hmm. these are the gifts which are given to us naturally our natural resources the more we, we examine them more we relate to them and more we, more we use them the better we get at it mm. and they all becomes an aid to our joyful life yes so beautifully said and i i totally agree and see and feel that this is the right path to healing um you said you worked with uh, people also in prison and people who yeah went on the wrong path so to say and and maybe people even who struggle with addiction if we can share with them that this is where you have to come back to. you have to come back to nurturing food to the source of water fresh air appreciating um, nature then you can go back onto your your right path and how do you address um because you you talked about forgiveness um how do you help people to forgive themselves and to to help train their mind um to work for them instead of against them good point i think forgiveness is the key mm-hmm. if we really believe that we love another person uh, we believe that you know we are all kids and kins by virtue of being members of the same species and if we really believe that we are all children of the same god or no god if you want to call it that we all have the equal rights then i think we have also to understand we have the equal rights to make mistakes too mm-hmm. like we have the equal rights to be able to succeed Mm-hmm. so all that process is by hit and trial mm-hmm. and we need not keep the vengeance in us but on the other hand remember anyone trying to do things honestly and properly and appropriately can do mistakes mm-hmm. and if they have done they deserve to be forgiven like if i was to do a mistake i want to be forgiven too so that we can move on Mm-hmm. the loss of energy and not forgiving yes and keep brooding about mm-hmm. in anger or that simply leads to more hurt to ourselves not to the other person yes and that's like that's like more we brood the more we become anxious more we become negative and we may become more paranoid about this is happening that playing and all but on the other hand if we express in a pro- appropriate manner our displeasure about the thing and then saying well i'm sorry this happened i forgive you and let's move on mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. the sooner said that the better life for both people involved in it yes yes and so life cannot move on mm-hmm. life cannot move on without reconciliation 
Yeah. The reconciliation takes place on the process of forgiveness. Yeah. And the forgiveness comes from based in that we all love each other. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes you cannot speak to the person anymore um, to ask for forgiveness. Um, can we talk about how, yeah, how can you deal with that when you, when you have to forgive yourself and there's nobody out there who can do the job for you, there's nobody out there who can, you know, forgive you. Um, is it possible through meditation, for example, to, to learn to forgive yourself without, yeah, like I said, without being able to see the other person? Yes. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I personally believe in prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe in prayer that there's a power greater than me. You know, I can seek forgiveness from that power and guidance from that power. Mm -hmm. So I pray for, for example, my personal background is a Sikh. You know, follower of the uh, Sikh faith, mm -hmm. which is based on the teachings of Guru Nanak, like we have other faiths based on different groups. So the prayer is emphasized a lot to the Creator that even if I don't have to go to anyone to seek forgiveness. I can just say, oh Lord, you know, I'm your child. I have made a mistake. Please forgive me and give me the guidance to move on. Mm. And also please forgive the person who I, ha I have or may have offended mm -hmm. and heal them too at the same time so that peace prevails in both our lives. Yes. The more we do that, the more it becomes part of our thinking. Instead of negative thinking, that kind of automatic thinking starts appearing in our mind mm -hmm. and provides us the energy, motivation to move on mm -hmm. rather than be stuck. You know, when the car is stuck in the uh, ice or in the snow, yeah. spins its wheels like that. Mm -hmm. cannot move so we have some kind of support you know some brakes or some uh, sandbags and all or some people's push to get it out mm -hmm. right so that we can be back to normal so that's how I use prayer for that mm -hmm. and prayer is simple there are many different ways of praying you know you can pray going out in the nature looking at the trees and others you know and seeing the whoever made the, these all these beautiful things and i pray to that person make me beautiful like that too by forg forgiving me mm -hmm. and also other people who in my life i may have offended mm. so that's one way that's one way of praying another way of praying will be Uh, some person, you know, meditation, like for example, we talk about mantra. In Sikh tradition, we have the word Vaheguru. Like for example, we say that four letters, we say Vaheguru, Vaheguru. Va means wonderful, awesome. Guru means the one who takes you from darkness to light. 
Yeah. So we say, and that helps us to calm down and also generates energy. Va a guru. Va a guru. Va a guru. And you can have used other words. You can say Hosanna, Hosanna. Or you can say Alleluia, Alleluia. Or you can say something else, whatever pleases you. I remember I just used... Ramada Sasa Say Sohum. Yeah, that's the Kundalini Yoga people use it. Yeah. And I use it more simpler than that. That they used to the Satanama. Satanama. It's from the word Satnam. Yeah. You know when the great is Yadam? So that's from the word Satanama. These are examples. You can devise your own method. Yeah. The idea is this is how it can work. Yeah. This yeah. is this is a meditational technique. And then other take it, take deep breaths out in the fresh air. Mm-hmm. Just follow your breath. Yes. Hmm? Another is stretch yourself, you know. Take some deep breathing, move yourself and all. Or yawn yourself. Some people use laughing as a technique. Laugh, laugh, loud laugh. So that everything shakes and energies. Yeah. So what they call you release endorphins in your uh, body. Yeah. Like uh, So the, those improve your mood state. So there are numerous ways of doing things. It's not just one way. Yeah. And one thing may work one time, another time it may not seem to be working. Try another. Try till you find something which works. Yeah, yeah. Did I understand right that um, in praying and using meditation, in stretching and moving your body, you you use your mind as a tool to guide you wherever mm-hmm. you want to go. Instead of your mind using you and misguiding you, maybe. Like you are training your mind like a muscle. You're training Mm -hmm. your mind with new thoughts, with, I feel like when we do the Wahe Guru, it's, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have to understand what it means, but the sound is very healing already. Right? Yes. That's, that's right. So the whole idea is uh, uh, programming yourself more positively. Exactly, exactly. And that's the whole idea. Yeah. Because because it's in, you know like for example when I as in the hospitals or outpatient when I treated with a team with a depression or anxiety disorder or some other serious disorder, I have them take do the assessments like nurse to do nursing assessment, psychologist do psychological assessment vocational rehab to do the vocational assessment and I will do the psychiatric assessment and then family, uh, social worker do family assessment. Then I will ask them, you know, during your process, I not only need information on their background, your, you know, their assessment, along with that, I also need the list of assets, what they see in the particular patient. Not liabilities. Liabilities, I say, they're everywhere, you know, all the time. Assets. Lots of time people could not come with many assets, and they will come with liabilities. Oh, this dysfunctional family, this doesn't know, they doesn't have educated this. I said, look, I didn't ask you liabilities. I asked you assets. The assets, 
Yes. I said, well, uh, I don't know. There are no assets over here. I said, yes, there are. I said, look, his eyes or her eyes are working. Ears yes. can smell, can feel. You know, the high school gradu- uh, education, they can read and write. There's some hobbies they can learn. All yeah. those are assets, right? Yeah. Let's try to make use of those assets. Hmm. Help them, encourage them to learn some cooking, something uh, um, to cook so that they can have independent existence, they can feed themselves. Teach them how to pray. Mm-hmm. Don't pray for them, but teach them how to pray, constructive prayer. They can learn, they can read and write. And give them a book like uh, uh, Chicken Soup for Soul or uh, Positive Thinking or some other. They can read an article. Mm-hmm. We can discuss with them. Mm-hmm. Teach them some exercise which will make them feel better, improve the circulation. Yes. And help them encourage deep breathing. So all those things they can learn. Yes. They'll all provide them the spiritual, physical, mental tools. To conduct themselves better, feel better, and move on in life. Yeah. So all these are assets. Yeah. They will be surprised. People will be surprised where <laughs> I am coming from, all those things. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, they'll say, oh, that dysfunctional family, they're not much you can do. That's the way it is. I said, no, that's not why that person is here for, with us. The person is here with us for a purpose, and our job is to try to dig to create positivity. Yes. And that is based on our proper assessment of the situation. Ah, this is so critical. And then you can truly empower a person and and show them that they have so many tools to help themselves. And you just, yeah, put the awareness back onto them and the mindfulness and, and, and then they can heal themselves. Improve your posture so that you can uh, be in a less painful situation. Mm-hmm. That even if you undergo surgery, in some cases, which is absolutely necessary, you undergo surgery, you're still going to need a rehabilitation process. And mm-hmm. that rehabilitation process is going to require motivation and cooperation and collaboration so that you follow those exercises mm-hmm. and follow those uh, health uh, needs, you know, Take your medications properly, your vitamins, and also, uh, so it cannot be just surgery can fix everything. A medication cannot fix everything. Mm-hmm. There has to be a company lifestyle change, depending mm-hmm. on what we're dealing with. Yes. Sometimes I feel when trauma happened, so let's mm-hmm. say someone that you really love passes away, or you have a car accident and your body is fine but you are still very very scared from the from the collision Um, sometimes shock an emotional shock can result in physical pain Mm -hmm. and yeah how can we work with that how can we make people aware that yes your body is aching But it is up here that we have to start releasing pain and releasing the story and move on. Is is there any like more techniques than meditation and prayer? Yes. First of all, 
you know, you need a leader in those kind of situations, especially when they're severe, you need a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can develop confidence and listen who will sort of uh, uh, guide you through the traumatic process, mm-hmm. you know, healing process. Like, for example, most important to start with is ventilation of the feeling, pain, and uh, talking about what happened and how you know threatening it was and how you miss it, person who disappeared from your life or the accident. Or... After you are done that for a little while, then you come to uh, grips with the situation. Now it is going to be there. You know, it is painful, but we have to move on to change the life. And that movement is going to need learning how to prevent an accident again. Mm. Like let's say someone was let's say someone was looking at their a cell phone while going through the car when it became into an accident. So the less person in the cell phone anymore that mm. way. Mm. Or stop the car before you do the cell phone. Hmm? Mm-hmm. The same way that in other kind of situation where a person has a, another loss, let's say they lost the job. Hmm? The, they have to look at the what could possibly the reasons for losing the job. Mm-hmm. Can we make a change so that those kind of things won't happen again in the next job when you get it? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it'll then you repeat the same history. Yes. Yeah. So one has to look at not just just hop from one situation to another and another, thinking that there will be uh, some sort of uh, uh, quick healing take place. It just doesn't take place that way. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out. You have to spend some time honestly looking at what went wrong and now how to prevent it, not for them to happening again. Mm. Yes. Sometimes you need an assistance of a, initially a friend who may be able to help you. If that's not enough, because not everyone has all the time, they, then you need a therapist. Mm. You can also use a self-help book. You can go to the Barnes and Nobles, you know, stores and find a book which will resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Use those things. Or you can do an internet research for, for those. Or there are internet groups right on there. Uh, available, dealing with these kind of issues too. So there are many things available, but one has to look first, has to figure out what they need Mm -hmm. before they can go on to actually identifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they they can trust that they can help themselves. Like sometimes people are always searching for external help and, and crutches, you know, and And sometimes you need to ask for help, but you, at the same time, you have to trust that you can help yourself yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, you mentioned cell phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> technology is the last point I want to address with you because I watched a beautiful video the other day about um, uh, a man talking about technology is not a bad thing. It is awesome. No, not at all. It is mm-hmm. such a good tool. It is the way... We use it, the compulsiveness Mm -hmm. that really, yeah, makes us sick in our mind because we become so addicted to these things here. Um, Mm -hmm. If somebody is who's listening now feels like, "Mm, yeah, there's 
lots of compulsion when it comes to their phone and social media. Um, how would you, what would you advise them to, to do to free themselves again from that addiction? Well, there's several things people can do. You know, first thing is that uh, they have to be aware that this is their problem. Yes. Okay. Now, once they know that is their problem, they can do, leave the cell phone in the room and go out on the beach. This is just an example. Walk around without it. Yeah. Because life was going on even before the cell phone came, in, came into existence. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. And then after they are home, then now they can go to the cell phone and all. This is self-discipline. These are called self-discipline techniques. Yes. And then, then the other thing they can do is they can give their spouse, for example, a friend a cell phone. Here, you know, you take care of it. I will, uh, don't give it to me I, uh, unless absolutely necessary. That's again part of the self-discipline. Another thing is they have to develop some hobbies they like, you know. Mm -hmm. All the reason why they're sticking to cell phone is because their life is empty, their time is empty, and they don't know really where to go. So once cell phone is away, there is a panic mm -hmm. because they lost the support. Hmm? Yes. They, they lost the support. Yes. Huh? So, so to experience that sort of situation and trying to divert your energy into different areas, that's how you create a more wholesome and pleasant life and less dependent on one thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And this is how you also create resilience, right? Like I feel a, exactly. lot, a lot of people use their cell phone because they feel a connection with their people. They see People approve of their pictures and little videos they post. But you you also can find that out in nature and you can find it when you meet people one-on-one -on -one. And, and to just have that balance again and not that intense addiction from one from one little tool, right? That's... Uh, exactly. The happiness lies in moderation, mm. middle way. Middle yeah. way. It doesn't lie in extremes. Yes. Even eating a very good food in large amount can make you sick. Look at the steering when we drive the car. If you go like this and that, you can get into accident. But you keep on going like this, maintaining the balance and move on. That's yes. what life is. That is such a nice metaphor. That's, uh, yeah, everybody will un understand that one. <laughs> Think of the steering wheel. <laughs> This is very... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the road is uneven and road is, you know, sometimes bumps, sometimes this and that, but you keep your steering wheel and adjusting going on. Those bumps are normal in life. Ups yeah. and downs are normal in life. But we don't get stuck in them. We keep making our way through. Yes, yes. And knowing that you have um, several anchors in your life, mm -hmm. like your friends, your family, but also yourself to help you in a stressful mm -hmm. situation, to have a strong mm -hmm. support net, right? That's One. right. Well, you know, like... Um, Aurora, good meal. For example, what's a good meal? 
People may say, oh, I want a steak. Steak doesn't mean just a piece of steak. You have some potatoes, you have some vegetables, you know. You may yeah. have some rice, you may have something else, you may have some condiments and all those things together make a meal. Yes. Not just a piece of steak. Right. Same is our life is supported by many things and we have to be aware of them and use them and as we go along. Yeah. And not just be overly dependent on one thing and forget about the whole everything else. Mm-hmm. Then that becomes a lopsided development. Yeah. The whole, whole some de, uh, or harmonious development requires using all those resources as needed. Our goal is to move on, keep driving on, and yeah. we use whatever is necessary as a tool in our life. But yeah. we have to learn and provide those, those tools, get them ready. So we know, don't know when we may need them. Hmm? Mm, that is so beautiful. Very, very good. Um, if there was three things that you would recommend a person that is struggling with anxiety or depression, um, before we we end this episode, I would like you to, yeah, give us three tools um, that a person can start from today on to to make them feel better. Good point. First, have them make list of things which make them anxious mm-hmm. at random. Whatever you know, maybe they come with ten. Now, out of them, choose three and see which they can manage somehow. Then start doing the one. If that is completed, then they can go to the second, and then third. Or if they cannot complete, achieve one, then go to the, you know, one next, which is possible. The whole idea in controlling anxiety is to remember the serenity meditation. Mm. God grant me the serenity to accept things I cannot change. Mm. Courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. Lot of time people are focusing on things they cannot change. Mm-hmm. brooding, worrying, panic because they cannot change mm-hmm. but that's not how we handle life put our emphasis on things we can change as we change those things which are changeable and better that generates joy mm-hmm. that generates confidence mm-hmm. and that confidence is able to overpower and swallow those negative things yeah. and many of them take care of themselves mm-hmm. So this differentiation, what we can change and what we cannot change, makes a major difference how you will handle the anxiety Uh, or depression or any other situation in life. Yes. Once you make the... Identify those things which you can change and work towards bringing about a change in those areas. Mm -hmm. Your capacity to handle and restructure your life will be substantially improved, leading to calmness, joyfulness, confidence. Mm. This is so beautiful. I feel so calm and, and content right now because uh, 
I feel, yeah, it all resonates what you do. And it is very simple. Uh, we just have to, yeah, take baby steps, very small steps and um, do what you said in writing out a list and dif differentiate between things we can control and things that are out of our control. And then we can, yeah, live. A Another thing. Mm -hmm. Another thing I'll suggest is, in addition to that, find a buddy, you know, who you can discuss mm -hmm. and who can help you. Like, let's say you need to go out to walk, but you don't feel like, call your buddy and say, hey, I should be walking and let buddies support that time and alcoholic anonymous and all those kind of things. Yeah. To have somebody, some person who... Can you, when your spirits are a bit down, you don't want to do it, but you know you need to do it. Yes. Yeah. To be accountable. Who can motivate you? Yeah. To have the social support and accountability. And yeah, that makes lots of sense too. And third thing is. Third thing, yes. Keep a journal of your positive accomplishments. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And then go over it every now and then to reinforce that positive healing is possible. Mm -hmm. Positive changes are possible. Because when people are really anxious or depressed or otherwise out of source, mm -hmm. they develop what they call memory loss. Mm -hmm. You know, they cannot everything seem, they develop a tunnel vision. Mm. That only way to come out of the tunnel vision is to reconnect things which you have done in the past and been successful. Mm. Reviewing them gives you a positive reinforcement and renewed strength to keep on going. Those are the three things I suggest. Hmm? Yes, like very, very powerful. I will make sure to write them down and, and put them in the show notes. Um, and then, yeah, maybe also your contact info, if there's people out there uh, who want to reach out to you. Um, thank you from the bottom of my heart to, to making the time and to sharing your wisdom here today with us. It was so very precious. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, you're most welcome. My, you're most welcome. My suggestion as for contacting me will be they'll need to come through you. Uh, yeah. You can uh, yeah, contact because I am involved in so many things that I, mm -hmm. I do not have to make individual calls. Hmm? I will make sure that they contact me first and then I forward. Um, yeah, okay. then I will be glad to answer your questions as needed. Hmm? Wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Kipasi. You're welcome. Thank you for asking me to come uh, on your program. And anything else in the future I may help to facilitate, please let me know. Hmm? Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye -bye. Have a blessed day. Mm -hmm. You too. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope we were able to, yeah, provide you with some tools that help you out. If you feel like being in a funk, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions and I can yeah, make the connection between you and Dr. Kirpal Singh. 
Make sure to rate and review this podcast. I'm burning to hear your thoughts and to know that I'm doing you good and helping you out in life. And yeah, if you haven't yet, subscribe. I will be out there very soon again. Thank you.